0: Kia ora and welcome to the front row. The last All Blacks test before the World Cup is upon us, so what do we want to see against Tonga? We also talk through the Pacific Islands' prospects, plus we're touching on New Zealand rugby's push to end the silence around mental health. All that and much more. And I am joined very luckily today uh, by Blackburn's legend Anna Richards and former All Black and Samoa international officer Tanu. Thank you so much, both of you, for coming in here uh, for the show. First of all, we want to touch on All Blacks Tonga has said they want to shock the world this weekend against the ABs. What do you rate their chances of doing that as? Like one in a hundred,
1: maybe? One in a thousand? Uh, Like, you like their endeavour, and it's a good build-up for them into the World Cup because they've got a hard pull, so, you know, they've got nothing to lose.
2: Yeah, I think they'll have um, their their extra player on the field, which is their supporters. There's no doubt there'll be a lot of red flags around uh, in Hamilton. Um, But again, you're you're talking about an all-black team that's their last game before they play in the World Cup, which is South Africa, so they need to solidify their combinations and and get their game sorted, so it's going to be a real tough task.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that comes with this, I guess, is the the question of player management, especially uh, with some lingering injuries to World Cup-bound players. So here's Steve Hansen on the risks ahead of their World Cup opener against South Africa.
2: There's a risk every time we play. That's the nature of this game. Um, but there's a bigger risk if we don't play, and that's not being you know, game-ready for a team that will be physical. Yeah, it's a no-brain, you've just got to go and play. The, the risk of getting injured comes when you, you don't mentally and physically prepare properly during the week, and you, and you turn up half-ready, half and, and you get you know a team that's completely ready and up for the game.
0: Fair enough comments.
1: You've got to play, and you're always a slight like cross in the road. Sometimes you're going to get hit. So it's just part of rugby. Um, I totally agree with them that they have to be ready for that first big game
0: of theirs against South Africa. And Anna, I'd like to talk to you about this really specifically because you've been to four World Cups. So five. what is five? My apologies. Five World <laughs> Cups. Um, so what is, um, I guess, running through your mind in the lead-up to that and the last outing before that in terms of injuries in terms of making sure and in terms of I guess weariness around making sure that your body is right for the World Cup opener?
1: I mean it's it's about training you've got to train to the level you're going to play so you can't hold back but you've got to be um, you've got to be wary of what you're doing as well so uh, if you don't go 100% then you usually get injured so it's it's a catch 22 a little bit
0: you were you were telling us a story uh, slightly earlier about some of the some of the risks you had to mitigate leading into a world
1: cup oh uh, the 98 world cup um i used to Bike to work a lot and I had a couple of crashes off my bike leading into that and I made a, I think an executive decision not to bike anymore for about <laughs> two weeks out <laughs> I just had enough
0: I think we're all grateful for that <laughs> um, Officer conversely I guess you heard Steve Hanson talking there but Tonga we know has rested uh, Nasi Manu they're resting Ben Afuna mm-hmm. for this ahead of the World Cup, what do you make of that decision to I guess wrap some of these senior players in cotton wool a bit?
2: Yeah, you're talking about two different teams. I mean, the All Blacks have, as we all know, they've got uh, plenty in, in, in waiting um, to, to, to be called upon if needed. Um, not sure too much about Tonga. In particular, someone of those sort of types of uh, experience and calibre, Nasi Manu and Tomia Funa. Um I'm sure they would have loved to play on Saturday, but uh, in the best interest of the World Cup, they've got a tough pool, so I think they're just keeping their powder dry for, for um, their pool matches.
0: Yeah, no, that would make sense. Um, so let's talk now, I guess, about what the All Blacks are expecting the challenges to be this weekend. Matt Todd has all the answers.
2: You know, you sort of don't get your tackle right. You know, they, they slip past one, they slip past two and they're in behind you. So that physicality factor is going to be massive. Um, they showed on the weekend their mall, you know, they scored a couple of mall tries quite nicely. So that's going to be an area that's going to test us and, um, you know, something we're going to have to get right. You know, it's, a, it's another opportunity for us to grow our game. You know, it's sort of slowly growing.
0: So we saw... Uh, and go down against Fiji over the weekend. Matt talk quite, quite complimentary there, but as they normally tend to be uh, in the build-up to a game. What sort of threats do you think that they realistically would pose?
2: Well, defensively, uh, anybody that's going to run straight into their line and um, is going to feel the full force of a, a and tackle... Um, Whether they're going to be able to keep up with the tempo, that's going to be a big question. Um, The quick one-second ball that Aaron gets and moves that ball quickly, that's going to be a a tough task for Tonga to to get in the right positions at at certain stages. But uh, set piece is going to be uh, really important for them. If anything, they get out of it. If they have a good scrum, a good line-in, and that operates well, then at least they've got something to launch off.
0: Mm. Um, And and we heard Matt as well talk about there how they're continuing to build, continuing to build. It's one game before the World Cup. Do we think that they should have... Built by now? Should they be there? Oh, like, yes. Um, but when they
1: say that they always say they're continuing to build and and you do, you don't want to be at 100% five weeks ago so you're always going to be ramping up leading into a tournament Um, Again the NZAU had different focuses, they wanted to retain the Bledisloe so they would have had a great lead into that. Uh, This game I think they'll use to um, bring Ryan Crotty back, you know he's been away injured and he needs to a bit more game time. Um, I think they may look at their cover for 10 because they're only taking 2-10 so but there'll be things they'll look at to use in this game.
2: Mm. I, th- I think it's a, um, a good chance for them because this is their World Cup squad. The last game was a Bledisai and they didn't know who was going to make the World Cup. And they went, mm. they'll still playing full position so I think they can play with a little more ease. They, they're going on the plane and, and so they can really go out there and just uh, um, you know, get their combination sorted for mm. Japan.
0: Um, a very timely mention of Ryan Crowley from you as well, Anna, because he is the one player everyone has been delighted to see back in fighting form with the All Blacks this week. He, of course, fractured his thumb in June, turned out for Canterbury last week, uh, and spoke about keeping fit.
1: Yeah, Nick Gill, um, our strength and conditioning coach, was pretty, is was uh, pretty awake and did a heck of a lot of running with a sore thumb, so. Um, yeah, I'm running fit, uh, but obviously good to get some game time and get a bit of match fitness last week and, Um, Yeah, it's good to get that under the belt.
0: How much does having a guy like Ryan Crotty, his experience, his mana within the team bring to that squad now? I think he's hugely important. Um, I think he's
1: a bit of a general in the back line. He'll help the 10s out, whoever's 10. I think he's calming influence as well. And I think people forget he's got a great running game. Mm. Like He's very skilled.
0: He's got a great passing, great running game. And he's had to, I suppose, kind of sit there and watch all of these pundit types, (laughs) guilty, Um, sit Mm. there and talk about, you know, should La Mape have made the squad instead of him? Should he be in there? It was one of those kind of quite contested... Positions, do you think that plays on his mind at all?
2: no i, I think I think the, the selection was made. Um, it could not necessarily would have been uh, Ryan's spot, it could have been any of the, that backline spot you know he could have easily played on that wing if, he, if, if need be mm. um, but I, I just think that that uh, Ryan brings a lot of experience because we've lost a hundred caps in a front row that's not going, so that's going to be vitally important you know mm. going into in particular the playoffs time.
1: Yeah, and sometimes when you're you're choosing a World Cup squad, you you look at who's your starting 15, who's your bench, and you you need people with a little bit of latitude and can play several Mm. positions, and Nani just, I think, he covers 12, and Ryan gives Mm. you a few
0: more options. Yeah, the versatility is Mm. there, isn't it? Yeah, and you need it definitely in a World Cup. Mm. Well, speaking of versatility as well, there's great segues today. Like <laughs> Thanks, anyway. and we will keep you on every week to segue for us because we have also had quite a call from one of the greats uh, this week. We're getting used to seeing the AB's most recent loose-forward trio of Savia at six, Kane at seven, Reid at eight. But speaking to World Cup reporter Dewey Priest, former All Blacks captain Buck Shelford, has made a case for Savia starting at open side instead of Sam Kane come World Cup time.
2: Kane does, when he gets his hand on the ball, Kane doesn't get a lot of go-forward football. He gets it, gets tackled, goes to the ground all the time, whereas Artie just fights the fight, and he wheels out of his tackles, he breaks the first tackle, sometimes the second, sometimes the third. So he gets that extra 5 to 10 metres all the time, and that's what you want. Halfbacks want the ball on the front foot, and so that's what you get with Artie.
0: What do you think of that argument? Compelling enough for you?
1: Well... I love Adi Xavier on the field anywhere, to be honest, um, he's a great player, You know, and don't go past Sam Kane, Sam Kane does a different job, you don't want all the same player on the field, uh, so um, you have to have Adi Xavier
0: there, so if it's six, I'll live with that. And they do seem to have been developing quite nicely as a combination over the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah. Again, that combination, like we mentioned before, now they know that they're going on the plane. Mm. Um, you know, who's going to argue with Buck? I mean, Buck knows yes. <laughs> uh, his positions, and, and if he sees him as a seven, then you know you got to take that as as um, as a compliment. But like Anna said, I, I'm I'm the same. I, so long as he's on the field, you know, he can cover the park anywhere.
0: Well, fair enough too. Well, one man who unfortunately won't be playing this weekend, uh, as we mentioned earlier, is the inspirational Nasi Manu. Now, the former Highlanders captain's been named for Tonga's World Cup side after being diagnosed with testicular cancer last year. He has been rested against the ABs, but it's still worth hearing from the man himself, as well as his old teammate, Aaron Smith. Obviously, I'm a bit
2: older now, but um, you know, for me, it's just it's just all about health, um, being
0: back to full health, and being able to be, you know, a father that I want to be, a husband, and still play professional rugby. It's great. Just shows the character of the man, and uh, he's a great guy, and on and off the field, great leader, great friend, and um, yeah. When when I found out the news that he got cancer, it was it shocked us at the Highlanders at the time, uh, made us older boys very sad. But we knew, too, about anything he puts his mind to, he, he achieves usually. And, um, you know, as he did with the cancer, he dominated it. and Obviously an incredible story. Nasi has as well spoken um, about how he drew inspiration from Aaron Cruden going through a, a similar battle. What does having someone like that, who has been through that sort of experience and fought through it, bring in terms of inspiration to a team? I suppose he's a bit of a
1: talisman for Tonga. You know, I think it's a wonderful story, and it it's along the same lines as Christian Lalifano. Mm. You know, and and he's a, a he's a leader anyway. And to go through something like that and show the courage he has and the fortitude to come back to where he is, I think he'll be wonderful for Tonga. He'll be a huge leader for them. Mm.
2: And I think that uh, Highlanders culture too that he brings into. Uh, into the Tongan team, um, you know, they're always battlers, he's a fighter, um, he's always been like that as a, as a rugby player, and uh, just like what uh, Nagy said, you know, he'll, he's will he got that attitude to, to get through it, so, um, you know, with the inspiration of his family and, and the people that mean a to, lot to him.
0: Well, we'll be looking forward to seeing him on the field at the World Cup. Um, more broadly, Tonga, their chances. Let's go through some of the Pacific teams at the World Cup. Tonga, first of all, how do you rate their kind of chances or how they will go in the World Cup? Oh, they haven't made a quarter-final yet. Um, they've
1: had some good wins. They had a great win against France in the 2011 World Cup, I think. Um, if you p- get a team on their off day, you don't know. They've got the firepower.
0: Um, I'm not sure that they'll make the quarter So though. They're in a very tough pool, aren't they? Because yeah. they are with uh, England, France, Argentina, Mm. Am I right? Mm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Trying try to make sure. In the USA. They, they, I, I think that they've
1: classified mm. that one as the pool of death this yes. time. Mm. Yeah, so It's a tough one. And I think you, you, you'll end up having to maybe win three of the games. Yeah. And that's a tough ask with of, those, of those anyone, teams. anyone, yeah. let alone
0: Tonga. I mean, mm. who do you think then is the Pacific team most capable, Of of pulling off? an upset at this World Cup and potentially even making it through those full stages? Well,
2: Kim, all of them can make it through. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that, you know, it's. Uh, uh, we've seen bits of, of a lot of good stuff on the weekend at the Pacifica Challenge. Mm. Um, certainly set-piece is going to be the key. That's always going to be the platform up front, like you said, like the front row here, programme. That's going to be a key to, to unleashing a lot of their talent. And we've seen in the Samoan team against Heartland, rugby team. They had um, um, some exciting backs um, as well as the Tongan team. They had some up-front defenders and also some good set-piece. And of course the flying Fijians, I mean their offload game is going to pay dividends for them if they can maintain it and keep their players uh, healthy.
0: And they'll be keeping I think quite a close eye on this weekend because Samoa plays Australia who are in Fiji's pool stay with me here, Um, Mm. in in the World Cup. How much do you think Samoa might be wanting to make a statement this weekend against the Aussies?
2: Yeah, it's vitally important because, uh, I mean, for me, I don't think they were really happy with uh, um, their way that they played against the Hutland, and that was a very good Hutland uh, 15 team that came up and they played really well and pushed them right to the end. Um, but I think that now that their World Cup squad's been named, so now they can, like the All Blacks, get their combinations, but they certainly have to step it up a little bit more if they're going to be really competitive to get in quarter quarterfinal like um, an mm. mm.
0: um Speaking as well of this weekend, I have neglected arguably the most important game of the weekend. Take it away. The floor is yours. Oh! <laughs> so... Oh just... my God! <laughs> <laughs> Here we go! Here we go, team. Talk it up. Officer <laughs> is playing. <laughs> In the warm-up.
2: <laughs> Very slowly.
0: Uh, and <laughs> the So
2: this game um, on Saturday is a curtain raiser to the... Uh, and, and on a serious note, I mean, it's really nice for all the guys to come together. But, um, I mean, the... The co-papa behind it is, is uh, about uh, My Body, My Future, and it's a health project launched from the Pacific Rugby Players Association as well as the Rugby Players Association. And I think it's, uh, there has been some really alarming numbers for us as Pacifica in terms of our um, high rate of diabetes and obesity, and I think it's just a, an opportunity for us to bring that to light. And so we, we're partnering up with uh, South, Seas, South Seas Healthcare in West Forno, who have been kind enough to, to look after each team. And we're just sort of encouraging all our Pacific families to go and get checked up, go and look at how you're shaping, and, and if not, then um, get some good advice from the practitioners that need to um, put a plan together for you and, and to, so long as you stay healthy for your families. Mm. And one thing I, I know is that it doesn't mean that you're looking good and you might have the six-pack that you're not healthy inside. So it's really important to go and get your doctor's checks and, and go and, and, uh, and make a good plan moving forward.
0: Mm. A good cause. So that's the uh, legends and Pacific legends playing ahead of the All Blacks Tonga test this weekend. Um, Also wanted to talk Farah Palmer Cup. Anna, perfect position to talk about it because it has just, uh, the season has just got underway. What are you seeing? Who Who should we be watching and who are you picking this season? Well, don't let your cool. Auckland bias get in the way here, thank you very much. Uh,
1: look, I, I think it's going to be exciting. Um, it's a little bit of different format this year. There was a few crossover games with the second division. This year we've got a top division... Um, and it's just a straight round-robin into a semi-final. Really interesting, uh, Canterbury started off really well. Um, they've got probably the most settled squad from last year. They've got 25 girls back, and they've got a Canadian lock there who looks pretty handy. Um, but I'm just gonna put a punt in there for my little Auckland side. <laughs> <laughs> um, we knew it was coming, <laughs> <laughs> we knew
0: it was coming.
1: We've got a, we got a really exciting team, young, exciting. We've got, I think of the 30, something like 14, um, debuting or 16 are debuting um, on Saturday 8 of our starting 15 debut and we've got some very exciting players and we've also very lucky to have some very experienced Black Ferns in there as well so it's an exciting mix Um, get down watch us um, and be thrilled
0: Cannot wait, and we'll be taking that advice. Um, All right. on on a much more serious note, at this weekend's game, New Zealand rugby's encouraging fans to join a moment against silence. It's part of a new campaign to get people to speak up about mental health. Here's a quick look.
2: We all want to help those tackling tough times, because it's normal to feel vulnerable, anxious, or just a bit down, and we want it to be just as normal to talk about it.
0: And here's All Black's assistant coach Ian Foster on the topic.
1: I guess in some ways it's a flash title for something that we should all be doing anyway is just communicating openly and honestly with people and and if times are tough being vulnerable enough to to share that and, and to put your hand up for help and I think it's you know it's something that we, we we've been we, we believe that's a key
0: part of high performance How different i suppose is this message that's coming out now which is such a great message um and and campaign for mental health but Compared to, I guess, the, the national team of FISA when, when you were at.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, there's so much pressure and expectation on any of these top teams with its provincial. Uh, super or or the, the All Blacks uh, even internationals because there's like on Saturdays you know when you watch the Bledisloe Cup there's so many thousands of supporters coming to support you and there's that expectation to go out there and perform and sometimes you don't get it right and sometimes the preparation there's a lot of pressure on individuals to go and, and do that and it's not so much the times when you see them on camera it's the times that you don't see them on camera that um, weighs on your mind and there's a lot of self-doubt or you know you're not doing enough and, and people let you know whether it's you know, people that are shouting on the sideline or, or media, whoever. Um, and so, so you, you tend to feel alone sometimes. And so this way of getting together with your mates or someone to talk to uh, always helps. And I, I do, again, like I mentioned before, you know, get, seek some those medical practitioners that have that advice or just some simply just a good mate.
1: Yeah. Look, I'm, I think it's a great initiative by the NZRU. Um We've had all our players go through their Head First programme, which is just about awareness, about acknowledging pressures and about connecting with people and talking about it and being open. And then as soon as you do that, you find that there's a lot of help there.
0: Great campaign to get behind. Um, Afeesa Tuna'u and Anna Richards, thanks so very much for your time. Really appreciate you being here. That is it for us here on the front row for this week. Anyway, we will be back again next week on your TVs. as a podcast online, however you choose to watch or listen. We'll see you then.